The message you're about to listen to is a recording from God's favorite house. It is our prayer that you listen, your life will be transformed, and you will be taken to greater heights in your walk with Jesus. Amen. God bless you as you listen to this message. So today we are looking at the rhythm of life. The rhythm of life. A lot of people are out of sync many times, as if they have two left legs, you know, you know, as if they, they are always stumbling, you know, they, they do the right thing at the wrong time, they do the wrong thing at the right time, you know, they are always out of sync, out of rhythm. I pray today that your life will come into the rhythm of heaven in the mighty name of Jesus. So we, we open our Bibles today to Ecclesiastes chapter 8, verse 6, Ecclesiastes 8, 6. The Word of God says, there is a right time and a right way to do everything. I, I, I love the way the TV version puts it. It says, but we know so little. But we know so little. Do you agree with that? I mean, many times we are clueless. And the Word of God says there's a right time and a right way for everything. For everything. Everything. So, Someone, sometimes, some people, they get the right time, but they, they don't get the right way. Sometimes, people get the right way, but they don't get the right time. And they keep making a mess of their lives. I pray that you will get the right time, and you will get the right way, in the mighty name of Jesus. Why? Because every great accomplishment involves the element of accurate timing. Every great accomplishment, if you watch footballers, you know, if you want to take a free kick, the timing of your impact with the ball is so, so, so important. Your, as you step up to the ball, in business, the timing of you coming into the deal and seizing the opportunity is so important. Timing is so indispensable in every area of life. In music, timing is so key. Bars and rhythm and timing and tempo is so important. So if you have someone that can sing well, knows the right way, but doesn't have the right time, cannot sing in time, cannot sing to can sing to tune, but cannot sing to time, don't join the choir. Please, please, don't join the choir. Go to prayer. <laughs> you know, you need to be able to sing at the right time. At the right timing surfers for instance they don't create the waves they just wait for the right time so that they can surf the wave some people only get ready after the wave is gone you need to be in sync with the holy spirit and be able to move at the right time the challenge of the pandemic it's upon a lot of people and we are seeing so many things that are out of sync but as a child of God, this is an opportunity from heaven because God is sending waves. It's top secret. It's top secret. God is sending waves, financial waves, marital waves, waves of fruitfulness of new babies. God is sending waves, waves and waves. Even at this time, you must know the right way to surf it. You must know the right way to what? to to surf it. Golf is the same thing. Golf is all about timing. Your tempo, your back swing to your follow through. It's the same thing. If you can swing well and you're just swinging hard, you're out of timing, your body's not going to go far. 
timing, impacting the ball at the right time is actually what separates long hitters mostly from, from most people. Timing, timing, your house, your home, relationship with your spouse, timing, what you say, how you say it, timing. And to follow the Holy Spirit, it's a, it's a skill, but you can learn it. And I pray that you will learn it today. In fact, in 1 Kings chapter, chapter 8, verse 58, 1 Kings 8, 58, the word of God says that, May God keep us centered. May God keep you centered and devoted to him in the name of Jesus. Following the life path he has cleared. God will clear your path in the mighty name of Jesus. Watching the signpost, God will show you signposts. You will see signposts. And that's what's great timing. Because in your spirit, you see signposts. Mm, I need to pause here. Mm, I need to move faster here. And walking at the pace and rhythms he laid down for our ancestors in the word of God. So we see here that my prayer for you, and I pray in this God's heart for you, that God will keep you centered and devoted to him, following the life path he has cleared, watching the signpost, and walking at the pace and rhythms he has laid down in his word. Beautiful. There's a rhythm to life. There is a tempo to life. There are signposts. There are instructions. There are traffic lights, if you will. If you break it, you are asking for trouble. Wise people are not, are not better. They are just wise. Wise people, they know how to cooperate with the rhythms of life. They know when to serve. Look, no matter how good you are as a surfer, if you decide to create your own waves, you are going to be miserable. Sufferers just wait for the waves and they ride the waves. So, and, and, and so with rhythm, there's a time when the tempo is fast. There's a time when the tempo is, is slow. If you, if you see someone that is dancing, when the tempo of the music is, is fast, that's when he's dancing slowly. When the tempo is slow, that's when they are now, you know, what is that? Wanted to dance fast, that is usually a problem. Usually a problem. So, when should I move fast? And when should I move slowly? We're going to look at aspects of life that you need to move fast. Boom, 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 boom. We're going to look at aspects that you need to go slowly. If you get these rhythms, a lot of success will come your way effortlessly effortlessly are you ready the things you need to take on quickly and move fast upon number one when should i move fast when god tells me to do something i mean whenever god tells you to do something you have to do it you have to do it that is when to move fast that is the first time you need to move fast. If you're a parent and you tell your child, wash my car. And guys say, yeah, dad, I'll wash it. I'll wash it later. Maybe tomorrow. You have a problem with that. You should have a problem with that. Many of us do. 
you know, when you tell your child to work, to sweep the floor, you want the floor swept. In Mark 1, from verse 17 to 18, the word of God says that Jesus said to them, come, follow me. So Simon and Andrew immediately left their nets and followed him. There are many people that Jesus is beckoning on you. There's an instruction God has given you and you are not doing it immediately. You are going to get out of sync in life. To be in sync in life. If God says, oh, this is the move. Once the cloud move, you obey immediately. That's how, that's how to be in sync in life. Nobody is, is a superstar. So what has God told you to do? To read your Bible? What has God told you to do? To pray and spend more time with him? What has God told you to do? Has he told you to stop rubbing him with your tights? What has God told you to do? What has he told you to do? Has he told you to invite someone to church? To bring someone? To send somebody the link? What has he told you to do? Psalm 119 verse 60. The psalmist says this beautiful. Psalm 119 verse 60 says, Without delay. I hurry to obey your command. Without delay, I hurry. Every time you delay an instruction, you are delaying your destiny. You get out of sync. When should I move fast? Number one, when God tells me to do something. Number two, when do I move fast? When I need to ask or offer forgiveness. Any time you need to ask for forgiveness, Boom, move fast. Just do it. Anytime you need to offer forgiveness, boom, just do it. Don't think it. Don't just, just do it. Forgiveness is a choice that depends on you, not on the other person. Forgiveness is not a function of whether they have said sorry. Forgiveness is a function of whether you have obeyed God and you are forgiven. That's a function, it's a choice. Strictly based on your volition. In Matthew 6, 23 to 24, the, the word of God says that... Um, if you are given an offering at worship and you suddenly remember that someone has something against you, leave your offering and go immediately to that person and be reconciled. Since then, you can come back and worship and offer your gifts. So God is saying, even worship is not an excuse not to forgive. It isn't. It isn't. So, when should I move fast? Number one, when God tells me to do something. Number two, when I need to ask for or offer forgiveness. When should I move fast? I should move fast when I have made a promise to God. When you've made a promise to God, don't delay. Don't delay. You make a promise to God, you are now saying, mm, let me do this, let me do this, I will come back. As soon as you make a promise to God, as soon as you are able to sort out the vow or the promise, make it happen. Ecclesiastes 5.4 Ecclesiastes 5.4 When you make a promise to God, keep it as quickly as possible. He isn't happy with foolish people. I didn't say it. The Bible says it. God isn't happy with foolish people. Do what you promised to do. You see, the truth about life is that there's almost nothing that God won't do to people that keep their promises to him. Almost nothing. That's been my experience. If you make a promise to God and you are fond of keeping all your promises to God, there's almost nothing God, God cannot do for you. You know why? Because you remind him of himself. Because he is a promise keeper. 
So when he sees one of his children behaving like him, he said, I need to surprise this boy. When should I move fast? When I have an opportunity to do good, move fast. Whenever you have an opportunity to do good, boom, move fast. Proverbs 3.27. Proverbs 3.27. It says, do not withhold good from those who deserve it. Don't withhold good from those who deserve it. While it is in your power to act, don't withhold good from those that deserve it while it is in your power to act. You know, many times we give um, excuses. One of our favorite excuses is, is, is this. Oh, I will, I will do it when things settle down. I will help that lady when things settle down. You know, have you, have you told yourself that before? I will help that man when things settle down. You know what? Things don't settle down. They don't. Says, oh, oh, when after the COVID-19 is, is gone, I will help this person. COVID-19 is not going anywhere. Yeah, it's not. Malaria has not gone anywhere. We learn to live with malaria. The um, yellow fever has not gone anywhere. It's still around to today. You know, divide the, the earth does not really eradicate. Man, rather, does not really eradicate those kind of diseases. We conquer it. So it's, it's not really going anywhere. And even after we conquer it, there's going to be another challenge. So things don't even really. Because Ecclesiastes 11.4 says, If you wait for perfect conditions, you will never get anything done. So when there's an opportunity to do good, boom, do it. Don't wait. Don't second guess it. Just do it. Where should I move fast? When God offers me salvation. When God offers me salvation. 2 Corinthians 6 2 says to us very clearly that God is ready to help you right now. God is ready to help you right now. Today is the day of salvation. You see, many people are at that line. And they say, okay, I'm not ready to cross it. I will cross it tomorrow. Listen, listen. Today, God is ready to help you now. Today is the day you are going to cross that line and you are going to commit your life to Jesus. Today is the day. Not tomorrow. God is ready for you right now. You know, someone said, and, and pretty accurate, that not to decide is to decide. Not to decide for Christ is to decide against Christ. It is to decide. To stay on the edge, you have actually decided. You have decided. So when God offers you salvation, you have to grab it. Today is the day of salvation. And sometimes when people know God, God can still offer you salvation. And that is what we call deliverance, if you will. So when a door of deliverance opens to you, you grab it. One of the ways of grabbing a door of deliverance for those that are believers is to, is to build an altar to God. David in 2 Samuel 24 25, the word of God says that David built an altar there to the Lord and sacrificed burnt offerings and peace offerings. And the Lord answered his prayer for the land. And the plague on Israel stayed. Beautiful. The plague on Israel stayed. 
And as you learn to build altars, in fact, we are starting a new course um, in GFH Academy. If you, if you have not registered for it and you don't know what an altar is, how to sustain one, you know, how to build one, you need to, to register for it. Because the altar is the meeting place where God offers salvation. The altar is the place where you embrace it and you crystallize it for yourself and for your children yet unborn. So we've seen when we should go quickly. Now the question now is, that is the fast. When do I move fast? Now, the other side of reading is when do I move slowly? When do I go slowly? When do I pause? When do I, when do I not rush? When do I not take immediate action? Because Proverbs 14, 29 says to us that it is smart to be patient. When should I be patient? When should I ponder before I move? When should I delay a little bit or a lot deliberately before I move? There are times you need to delay so that you can be in sync with the timing of heaven. There are times you actually need to delay. The first time when you need to go slowly is when you don't have all the facts. The first situation in which I need to go slowly is when I don't have all the facts. When I don't have all the facts, for those that are close to me, I don't move. I don't insist on getting all the facts to move, but when I don't have enough facts, I pause. You should pause when you don't have enough facts. Proverbs 19.2 says to us, zeal without knowledge is not good. It's not good. A person who moves too quickly may go the wrong way. Don't move too quickly. Don't move too quickly. I mean, many times, you know, instant decisions, there's a place for it and we just talked about it. But many times, you need to delay your decisions when you don't have all the facts. Folks says, just follow your heart. Just follow your heart. Your heart is very deceitful. Yes, that's what the word of God says. Your heart can deceive you. Your heart lies to you all the time. In fact, you lie to yourself more than anybody else lies to you. More than anybody else lies to you. You see <laughs> a very ugly man. You'll you be telling yourself, fine boy, fine boy. You are deceiving yourself. You don't find that. You know, you see so. You see. So don't worry that is living like a pauper and we call himself a prince. Says I'm a prince. I have real blood. Come on, come off it. You know, if you're a prince, it's of the kingdom of heaven. The key thing is this. Don't always trust your heart. If your heart is your only compass, you are going to hit walls in this life. You are going to get out of sync. Proverbs 18.13 says to us, To decide before knowing the facts is shameful and stupid. To decide without knowing the facts is shameful and stupid. What you really need, listen carefully, what you really need is an objective source of truth beyond yourself. You need an objective source of truth 
beyond yourself. Hear what your, your heart is saying, but guess what? You need a compass outside of yourself. So wait for the facts. Number two, when should I move slowly? I should move slowly when I am H-A-D. Hot or angry or depressed. Anytime you are hurt or you are angry or you are depressed, calm down. Don't move. Don't move because you only make mistakes. James 1.19 says to us, everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. You can see the rhythm in that verse already. It says, quick, slow, slow. Quick, slow, slow. Everybody, quick, slow, slow. That's the rhythm. That's the rhythm of, of, of this passage of scripture. Quick, because if you do the first two, quick, slow, the last one will be effortless. If you are quick to listen and you are slow to speak, you'll be slow to get angry. Quick, slow, slow. Everybody say it again. Quick, slow, slow. <laughs> Proverbs 14, 29 says, Whoever is slow to anger has great understanding, but he who is quick-tempered makes foolish decisions. He who is quick-tempered makes foolish decisions. When should I move slowly? Number three, I should move slowly when I'm making a major decision. I should move slowly when I'm making a major decision. Proverbs 21, 29. It says, wicked people bluff their way through life. But God's people, godly people, think before they take a step. Do you think before you take a step? Or do you take a step, then you think afterwards? Be slow. Put your mind in gear before you put your life in gear. Put your mind in gear before you begin to move, before you put your life in gear. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 26 says to us, ponder the paths of your feet, then allow your ways to be sure. Ponder the path of your feet, then allow your ways to be, to be sure. Proverbs 22, verse 3. Sensible people will see trouble coming and avoid it. But an unthinking person will walk straight into it and regret it later. Many of you, you could think, oh, pastor, I've been like that. Today, God is going to deliver you in the name of Jesus. When you look at your life, you think, oh, wow, that just describes me. That will not be your description going forward from today in the name of Jesus. When should I move slowly? When should I move slowly? Number one, when should I move slowly? I should move slowly when I don't have all the facts. When I don't have all the facts. I should move slowly when I am hurt or angry or depressed. When I am H-A-D. Hot, angry, or depressed, I should move slowly. I should move slowly when I'm making a major decision. And number four, I should move slowly when waiting for a seed I have planted to grow. This is so important. When waiting, 
for a seed that I have planted to grow. Ecclesiastes 3, 1 to 5. Ecclesiastes 3, 1 to 5 says to us, there is a time for everything, a season for every activity under heaven, a time to plant and a time to harvest, a time to scatter and a time to gather. In every area of your life, there's a time to plant and there's a time to harvest. It is so crucial that we understand that we need to move slowly after we have planted. You need to wait for the harvest because everything in life starts as started off as a seed and starts off as a seed. Everything, everything in life starts off as a seed. You also started off as a seed. You started off as a seed. Look at you. You are all big and strong. But you started off as a seed. Everything. No one gives birth to a child today and says, you must be a, an engineer tomorrow. You must be able to write software tomorrow. Nobody does that. Yet, we do good. Every good you do is a seed. Every bad you do also every evil you do is also a seed so if you do good many times we are not patient we are not patient because between seed and others we have a time of waiting a time to go slow a time to ponder on what we have sown ecclesiastes 11 6 it says keep on sowing your seed you cannot say oh i did good yesterday Oh, I sowed this seed yesterday. I've not seen the harvest. I'm going to stop. Oh, I helped this person yesterday. Nobody's helping me today. I'm, I'm going to stop. I, I was friendly to this person yesterday because those are seeds. Nobody's smiling to me today. I need to, I'm going to, be, I'm going to stop being friendly. You can't say that. Keep on sowing your seed for you never know which ones will grow. Perhaps they all will. And in fact, in the New Testament, I've explained it before, they all will grow. In the name of Jesus. But because we don't understand the dynamics, sometimes we forget the time dynamics because we are living in a timeline. We are too engrossed with, with the now. We don't see the big picture. We lose sight of the big picture. We don't understand that, number one, there is always a delay between planting and harvest. There's always a delay between sowing and reaping. There is always a delay. Always a delay. Many of you, you've, you've, you, you've sold in your, in your school, in your enterprise. I don't know why I said school. <laughs> Maybe God is talking to someone. In, in, your, in, your, in your business, I was going to say. You, you've sold. Be patient. You have, your harvest is coming. Absolutely and totally. Your harvest is coming. There's always a delay between seed time and harvest time. That's the first thing you need to realize. Second thing you need to realize, sometimes we forget, is that you always reap in a different season than you sow, even though it's in the same land. <laughs> you cannot plant in this land, in your farm, and you go and harvest in Pastor K's farm. Mm -mm, doesn't work like that. However, in a different season, and many times because we've sown and the season is changing and has changed to another season to another season. And we have not seen a harvest. We sometimes we are confused. So 
you always reap in a different season. There's a planting season and there's a harvest season. Even though it is in the same real estate. It is in the same land. And the good news is that you, you all know this. You always get more than you sow. You always, always, always get more than you sow. And God says to us in Habakkuk, very comforting scripture. Habakkuk 2, verse 3. He says, God says, At the time I have decided, my word will come true. There's a time that God has decided for that word that God has given you. There's a time that God has decided for the word God has given you. God is saying, at the time I have decided, my word will come true. You can trust what I say about the future. You can trust it. It may take a long time, but keep on waiting. It will happen. I don't know what you're waiting for. It appears to be taking a long time. God is saying to you today, it will happen. It will happen. It will happen. That promotion will happen. It will happen. And that could mean many things to many people. It will happen. Hold on to Jesus. Stay with him. Hold on to the word. It will happen without fail. Without fail. So we see when we should move slowly. Number one, when I don't have all the facts. Number two, when I am hurt or angry or depressed. Number three, when I am making a major decision. Number four, when I am waiting on the seed I have planted. So we wrap it up all up with 1 Kings 8, 58. It says, may God Keep us centered and devoted to him. Following the life path he has cleared. Watching the signposts and walking at the pace and rhythms he laid down for our ancestors. In the mighty name of Jesus, God will keep you centered and devoted to him. We keep you in pace and in rhythm with heaven. And you may be here today, you are far from God. God is offering you salvation. He's offering you salvation. And when God offers me salvation, when he offers you salvation, you have to grab it. You have to grab it. And now is the time to grab it. Now is the time for you to surrender to Jesus. Now is the time for you to cross the line. I want to pray with you. If you are saying, Pastor, I want to cross the line today. I want to surrender my life to Jesus. Wherever you are, when you count to three, at the count of three, you raise your hand and you put it down back. Whether you are alone or you are watching with people, it doesn't matter. Wherever you are, when I count up to three, when I say three, you raise your hand by faith and you put it down back. And I will pray with you. And God will visit you wherever you are. So if you are there, you are saying, Pastor, pray with me. I want to surrender my life to Jesus. One, two, three. Put up that hand now over your head. 
then put it down back. God sees you. God sees you. If you put it up, put it up quickly. Now, over your head and put it down back. God sees you. And I pray for everyone that is surrendering to you, my Father. I ask that you breathe upon these ones. Change these lives, oh God of heaven. Let your light saturate their pains. I pray for every one of us, Lord. The grace, Lord, to be doers of this word given to us. Honor and glory be given to you. In Jesus' matchless name, we have prayed. Amen and amen.